Teaching Ministry of Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, the Senior Pastor of the Founding of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shapen your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Joy, your incredible spies. You know, I battled for a while. Finding a theme for this evening's gathering it was when I was about to give up. Then he dropped it. Oh, I feel the fire. And he said, Joy, because I've been talking on joy for a while. He said, Do you know that joy is a spice? I didn't get it quickly. Then he reminded me of all he's been teaching me and showing me through the word. And I realized that really, if I'm to look for an everyday word, I'm to describe joy, what joy is in the spirit, it is what spice is to the world. So I was still thinking about this. When he reminded me that there's just something special about the woman and spices. Okay? So I thought of locust being, you know, when we put in a pot of stew. Yeah? Even when I say I don't like it, there's a way the woman will say, you just get out of the kitchen. But when you're eating it, you'll like it. That's good. So women like spice. But God proved it to me. So check in the New Testament, and I did. He said, do you know that um, when Jesus was seated in the house of the Pharisee, a man of substance were invited. Women were not even invited. Not just any man. The top echelon of the society were invited to the Pharisee's house. A woman came in uninvited. The men were shocked. What kind of boldness? A woman? A woman? And not even just a woman. I think they called her an ordinary woman. A woman of low pedigree. She just came in uninvited. The dignitaries and the celebrities were like, what's happening? Looked at one another, who invited? Hmm? She wasn't disturbed, couldn't be bothered by who was watching. She was so concerned with where she was going and what she carried. She was carrying a spice. She walked through unchecked. They were just wondering what it was. Then she got to her target person. And then she knelt down with tears. The appropriate emotion to announce what she carried. You see, what she carried was an expression of her mind. It was her heart. When she got there to deliver the message, 
wasn't just, no, she went on her face. Her hair fell off. I mean, her float to the ground. She sobbed like a baby on the dusty feet of Jesus. By the time she was able to gather herself together, she broke the flask. That was when it was known to all who were there, this is one of the costliest spies that any could afford. No wonder she was confident. But then, she continued. Jesus sat there. The sweet aroma of the spice took over the entire house. The woman with the spice. Woman, it wasn't, the meeting was not your meeting. The gathering was not your gathering. Come on, woman. How come you came and took over? She didn't just take over. She took over completely. Somebody is about to take over. In the name of Jesus. Ah, and to that person, he seemed to you like you are a loser. Like you are nobody. Like no one cares anymore. Like you have lost it. Like your time has gone past you. But Jesus is saying, we are just about to start. When the world thinks it's over, we are just starting. The woman with the spice. My question did she spice up the event? Come on, talk to me. Did she spice up the event? Second occasion. Jesus had been crucified, dead, buried. All who were close had abandoned, some ran, escaped for their lives. Nobody would like to identify with him. You know, when the goings are good, people know you. In fact, they will drop your name everywhere. But when things seem to turn, even when you say, hey, before you look, hey, look, before you hey, they walk away, they turn away from you like you are stinking. Such was what was being done to Jesus. But the Bible tells me on Sunday morning some women took spies and they walked towards the tomb. I began to imagine what were they thinking? He was dead. Buried. But amongst the women was the woman that broke the flask. They were carrying spices. You see, the thing about this spice thing is, it is the voice of your heart. 
You may be dead, but let it be known that we are still loyal. We are faithful. They walk towards the grave. When they go to the grave, he was standing. They said, please, where have you taken him? He smiled. He said, Mary? Oh! He said, hey. Not, don't, don't hug me yet. The woman and the spies. I did a little bit of research. And I realized that in the ancient world, even up until now in some cultures, you use it to flavor food, you use aromatics, cosmetics, so many uses. They even use it to pay taxes. Such an incredible thing. But the bit I want to hold on to now is that your spice expresses your heart. And so for scripture tonight, by the grace of God, I want to turn to Proverbs chapter 17. Proverbs chapter 17, verse 22. Proverbs 17, 22. If you're there, say amen. Praise the Lord. Shall we read together? A merry heart doeth good like medicine, but a broken spirit dried the bones. Good. So just let's concentrate on Mary, then we begin to look at what it does. This is tongues. It says it means to be filled with joy. So you can say a joy feared heart or a joyful heart. What does he do? He do it good like medicine. I am confident tonight that we don't have to administer healing. At the end of this, some sicknesses will vanish. In the name of Jesus. But it is true. And there's nothing magical about it. It is spiritual. And doctors will tell you quickly, that we have more psychosomatic illnesses than the other ones. And what do we mean? The illnesses that you produce from your mind to eat up your body. It says, it means to be filled with joy, to be exceedingly glad. Then towards the end, he says, is a state and attitude of joy. I'll stop there. So the person that has a joyful attitude will live healthier. There are some sicknesses that you are fighting that after this meeting, your doctors will ask you, where have you been? In the name of Jesus. He said, it do it good like medicine. I've shared it in church a number of times, but I heard it somewhere and I went to look on the internet. His name is Norman Cousins. He was in his 30s. 
And he was very, very, very busy man. He worked so hard. He was traveling. He was going into Russia. And by the time he came back and was stressed up, by the time he came back, he came down with some kind of disease that at the end of the day, the doctors told him, sorry, we cannot help you. And they said to him, look, what do you like to do? Go and go do it because you don't have too long to leave. From the estimate, you will die within the year. Young man. And so he reminded himself of the scripture that says, laughter doeth good like medicine. A joyful heart. A glad interior. Hallelujah. And he said to himself, eh, I will die. Hey, let me die laughing. So why should I die today when they say I'm dying? No, no, no. I will keep on laughing from now until I die. So he checked himself to a resort, a beautiful one, and called for the videos of the best comedians of his day, stuck them up. And it was VHS time, and he would slot them in. And when the pains would start to rack the body, he would slot it in and start to play. And he would start to laugh. The pain would be coming, and he'd be looking for morphine and whatever to inject, but he would start laughing. And the more he laughed, the more pain eased. And he continued. I'm not joking. Universities have done researches on it. You see the results. Are you here? Yes, sir. Okay. So he started doing that. Why must you kill yourself when you can laugh? Oh. Uh, the Bible says, laughter do it what? Good. Aye. So this man started laughing. My dear sisters, he lived for almost 50 years. <sighs> Can I be frank with you? And I say it without any fear of contradiction. I say it in the name of Jesus. Somebody is under the sound of my voice. You will come back from your doctors. With the testimony of unusual healing in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout a joyful heart. Spice. <laughs> so a merry heart dwelt good like medicine. But a broken spirit tries the ball. I'm here to let you know that God wants you joyful. You know the mistake we make? We all want to be happy, which is good. But like K. Warren, the wife of Rick Warren will say, he says, it's good to be happy, but it's more than happiness. And that's why we're talking of a heart filled with joy. Glory be to God. 
You know how you know you had very joy? You are satisfied. Yes. You don't need to impress anybody. <laughs> impress who? Please, your life, make it simpler. God has made it beautiful. Yeah. So, I will. So, still playing with the scripture. Proverbs 15 13. Watch this. Because here, what we're saying is that <laughs> your mind has a sympathy with your body. Or your body has a sympathy with your mind. As goes your mind, goes your body. Yeah. You know, somebody said, you are not what you think you are. Rather, you are what you are always thinking. I'll say it again. You are not who you think you are. Rather, you are what you are always thinking. So you may think, may think I'm the queen, but you are always thinking, I don't know what he thinks of himself. This man hates me. This man has annoyed me. Mm-hmm. But you think you are the queen. We can't see the queen. We are seeing your mind. We want to see the queen. That's what today is all about. Because as a man thinketh in his heart, the Bible says you are kings and priests. How come we are not seeing the kings? You say we are women. No, 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 no. This one is generical. We are all sons. We are all kings. But when the king is always thinking, you reflect what you're thinking. So, your body sympathizes with your mind. You can stay healthy. Hmm. But it's true to work. You can exercise all you want and diet all you want. If you don't get your mind right, yeah, you just be suffering yourself. But when you get your mind right, a little exercise, a little diet. Your body responds to your mind. Proverbs 15, 13. A merry heart. We're back to a joyful heart. A heart filled with gladness. A merry heart makes a cheerful countenance. Are you getting from time to say? Women like to look good. Yeah. And we're attracted to beautiful women. But have you ever heard beauty is in what? The beholder. And beauty is from within. You can see who you think there is nobody as beautiful. And all the men are not so much going for her like the one that you think is not half as beautiful. Even your face sympathizes with your mind. Your body does. Your face does. Your face is the television screen of your real person. 
your face. <laughs> a merry heart makes a cheerful countenance, but by sorrow of the heart, the spirit is broken. Do you know what it means for the spirit broken? When the spirit is broken, hope is lost. <laughs> Look at it from message version. A cheerful heart brings what? A smile. It enhances your face. A sad heart makes it hard to get through the day. You wonder why people don't succeed. You don't need to show anybody nothing. Like I'll show you the redness. We don't want the redness of your eyes. It doesn't, it doesn't add anything to anything. It makes life more difficult. It makes the day more complicated. Passion. Watch this. 1513. A cheerful heart puts a smile on your face. But a broken heart leads. No wonder people get depressed. Pastor, what if there are things causing depression? Oh, then there's an answer. Where? Your mind. Proverbs 4, 23. Keep your heart, keep your mind with all that is the beginning of your life going forward. That's where it comes from. It's not what you have suffered. It's not who rejected you. It's not who abused you 20 years ago. I'm coming to deal with that. They are all devil's ploy to stagnate you forever. But he whom the son has set free. Can I say it again up front from this discovery for men? Testimonies of galloping women in life. In the name of Jesus. A joyful heart. A laughing heart. A heart that takes things lightly. Don't be too serious. 15.15. Proverbs. New King James. All the days of the afflicted are evil. But he who is of a manly heart has a continuous Shall we look at it in message? Today's English. You've seen that it affects your body? It affects your face? It affects your entire day? A miserable heart means a miserable life. Oh! Now can you see that your mind defines your reality? A joyful heart. What does it do? I say joy has a voice. Songs, praises, worship, thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Jesus. So it's like medicine. It affects your body. It affects your day. 
It affects your face. It affects your life. So what if we get it right beginning from today? Then we're going to see a change in our bodies, a change on our faces, a change in our days, a change in our lives. <laughs> At the end, you'll be asking, where is the person that says, eh? When the joy of the Lord is your spirit. Hallelujah. I said, glory be to God in the highest. So, now that you have said this, how can one now, how can I acquire a joyful heart? Because I want these things. So that will now make me to begin to say, where do I find joy? Joy is a spirit thing. A lot of people want happiness. But see, what they really are looking for is joy. Joy of a necessity will produce happiness. But happiness usually doesn't produce joy. May, but it doesn't even produce it. It can just reflect joy. You see, happiness is external. Happiness, like somebody put it, happiness depends on happenings. Yes. So happiness is temporary. Joy is permanent. Happiness is external. Joy is internal. Hello. So if you are looking for happiness, can I submit to you? That's not what you should be looking for. The problem is that you know you have a need. Something must be satisfied, but you don't know what it is, so you don't even know how to look for what you are looking for. My husband, ah, pastor, every woman that passes, as they are moving like this, my husband's face goes, I'm so angry, I say, ah. He's the one that has a problem. <laughs> Why must you kill yourself? <laughs> oh, hallelujah. If the devil cannot get you by stealing your joy, he can never get you. So he brings people down to, to definitions of joy. So what's joy? Somebody quoted from C.S. Lewis. He said, Generally, it's a deep, deep-seated longing that's embedded in each of us and is always in questing for its proper object. So it's there, but it's looking for its proper object. It's there, it's looking, it's trying to locate its proper object. It's there. So really, you have a role to play in this matter. So that brings me to the source of joy. I'm told that joy from the Bible, it's a fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5.22, Passion Translation. Watch this. I used to wonder, but the fruit of the Spirit is. Yes, it is. Watch this. It's love. It is just love. But love expresses itself in all the fruits. Yeah, but the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within you is divine love, 
Come on, help me. In all is what? Varied expressions. <laughs> now look at the expressions. One, joy that overflows. <laughs> Peace that subdues. Patience that endures. Kindness in action. You cannot be stopped with this inside. You have this. You have overflowing joy. Subduing peace. Enduring patience. You have kindness in action. You have a life full of virtues. Prevailing faith. Gentleness of heart. What are all these? Expressions of the love that you have in you. That your home that had been seen trouble for only God knows how long. Tonight, as you enter, there will be a displacement. Yeah. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. Ah, because what used to hold you can't hold you anymore. Yeah. In Jesus' name. Yeah. <laughs> the Bible says, it says the love of God is what shed abroad in our hearts when we give our life to Jesus. That means that when you give your life to Jesus, the love was boom, and the love came with all these expressions. And when you are Holy Ghost filled, we gave you the fruit. First, it's love with all these expressions. See how do you know that love is agape? So he's a deep-seated quality. Now, let me talk like Jesus will talk. Concerning joy, you have the capacity to manifest it. Let me use our everyday language. You are a full potential of joy, of peace, of gentleness. I mean, you are the best of potentials. But the unfortunate is that potentials doesn't get the work done. You must develop it. In the spirit, what you don't use remains vestigial. But because we are mammals, we actually have something that should be like a tear. But because it is vestigial, we don't need it. So it's not activated, it's not used. If you go and begin to play with it to activate it scientifically, it will grow. I'm not joking. You have the full life of God in you. You can live it dormant all your life. You can begin to poke it and begin to apply it. And you start one day. And in the kingdom of God, what you use is perfected. Come on, parable of the talents. Every parable is a miracle of instructions. Life principles. If you don't use it, we will know you as a Christian, highly anointed, but you will lack some things. It's not that you don't have it, but they are not evident. But you can make up your mind from today. Holy Ghost, help me. Now, you see all the qualities you see? What did they tell you? You are honest. You are created and by recreation totally unstoppable. Is somebody hearing me? You are 
absolutely unstoppable with prevailing faith, subduing peace, overflowing joy. What wants to stop you? So the question, why come you have been stopped? I think it's time to spice it up. Now I'm going to understand why Paul will say, rejoice. Always. It is obvious. Again, I say rejoice. Why? Everything will try to make you everything but rejoicing. But if you refuse to stop rejoicing, you will be unstoppable. In your marriage, your parenting life, in your health, in your finances, in your beauty. How did you read it? You be unstoppable. Amen. True. Don't let any man or woman or boy or girl become the thermostat of your life so they can switch you on and off. <laughs> I'm talking to women that are unstoppable, women that will definitely finish well. In the name of Jesus. Pastor, if only, if only you knew the things that I have gone through, I am going through, I hear you. But I'm saying that there are no match. Actual life is lived by choices. Jesus finished the work of salvation and he left it to your choice. He left it to my choice. He worked hard to convince us. But having done that, he didn't choose for us. And now that you are born again, the fruits of the Spirit are up to you. They are up to me. Can't you see that joy is an incredible spice? I'll give you an example. In Hebrews chapter 11, in Hebrews 11, what do you see? You just find a catalog of all those who made it. Right? At least all of them that are mentioned there. Hebrews 12, verse 1. Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us what? That's what we want to do, really. Uh Every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. This sin easily ensnares. When you are ensnared, it stops you. But you are unstoppable. In the name of Jesus. And let us run with what? Endure. Remember the love of God is shed abroad in your heart. And that the gift of the Spirit is love. And it expresses itself as what? Subduing peace. Enduring patience. Let us strong with endurance, the race that is set before us. No wonder some version says, let us strong with patience. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy. Who for what? Come on, who for what? Who for what? Who for what? Who for what? That was what? Said before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and I sat down at the right hand of God. What is he saying? He said, because of the joy of finishing, what he was going through didn't matter anymore. The shame didn't matter. 
the joy of finishing subdued the shame. What shame? All the spitting on his face. Men were spitting on his face. It doesn't matter. I can see the end line. And they were throwing on him. But he continued. He was to be despised. But he ended up despising the ship. He endured the cross. The cross? So what am I saying? You know what joy will do? It will keep you in the game until you win. Is somebody hearing me? Your days of losing and losing and losing are over. In the name of Jesus. They are over. 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 In the name of Jesus. So, what did Jesus do here? He chose the joy over that. Now, James chapter 1 says, Count it all what? When you what? Really? What does that mean? Shall we look at it in that translation? Shall we look at it in passion? Yes. My brilliant control joy. Watch this. Please watch this. What do you think the devil has lost it over you? <laughs> My fellow believers, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, because indeed many are the officials of the righteous, right? See it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. Rather than now become ah, what a life. Ah, I made a lifetime mistake. Ah, mobile. Be what? He says, see, 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 see. See it as an invaluable opportunity to experience. Watch the next line. Give us the next line. For you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs up what? Power. Wasn't that what happened to Jesus? Somebody is about to begin to kick all those who have been kicking you. By an attitude of joy. If you can, if your attitude cannot be cannot be messed up, then your victory cannot be tampered with. For when your faith is tested, it stirs up power within you to endure all things. And then, as your endurance grows even stronger, because what you begin to use increases, you perfect it. It will release what? Perfection. <laughs> Into every part of your being until there is nothing missing, nothing lacking. But you could have chosen. It's an invaluable opportunity. 
Those who think you are a fool, they are coming to lick the dust off your feet. In the name of Jesus. Uh -uh. Your life is too important to God and to let you just be kicked around. I will look out for your face anywhere I sit in the crowd. Because I know that anywhere I see you, I'll see the glow of Jesus. Regardless of who has done you wrong and who has not done you wrong. In the name of Jesus. Don't you think the time is right? Uh -uh. See, the same people that thought you are nothing. Hey, 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 hey. Let me say it again. They are looking for someone. In the name of Jesus. I am grateful to God. Uh -uh. Hey, hey. The Bible talk of Jesus said, He has finished because He has sat down. You will finish well. In the name of Jesus. Those who are waiting to make a mockery of you, they'll be the one to beat the they'll be the one dancing in front of you. In the name of Jesus. But see, don't play the game. The devils will play it God's way. Let patience have its full effect. So then let me now quickly give you the uh, key. one is definition of joy. It says it is the settled assurance that God is in control of all the details of my life. The quiet confidence that ultimately everything is going to be all right. Still continuing. And the determined choice to praise God in all things. Joy. Joy. I say joy. Now that you know where it is, remember, it is the merry heart, the joyful heart. Uh-huh. Are you getting it? And 423 says, please, if you are going to mind anything, make something a priority in your life, keep your heart. Don't allow pollutants to come in. Jesus said, be careful how you hear. Because the measure with which you hear, you will receive. Are you, is somebody hearing me? Don't let this seeds fall among thorns. It will be choked up. And it's not enough for it to fall on good soil. Let it be destroyed that we eat a hundredfold. In the name of Jesus. Your life has more quality in it than you can ever dream of. How can you have the life of Christ in you and the devil? What kind of rubbish? Now that you know where he's found, and you know what your priority is, keep your heart with all diligence. So now, how can I now feed my heart with this? The love of God is shed abroad in my heart. You know what Jesus said in John 15, 11? He said, I speak these things to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. So what does that tell you? You find it in the word. Philip went to Samaria preaching the word. The whole city was filled with Joy. The occultists who are giving their life and who are submitting all their powers. Joy. The word of God. So you get in the word. Jesus said the word I speak to you, their spirit and their life. John 6, 63. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made. 
word. One of the secrets of life is that don't just speak. Jesus never speaks of his own authority. So what makes you think you have the power to speak of your own authority? Jesus said he was in covenant with God. He said, the word I speak, I don't speak of my own authority. I speak his word. I don't I just need to do it. Just speak when I speak. He does the works. That's why I was saying that there will be miracles. I wasn't just bragging because I'm tired of I'm bragging because I'm a son in the house. I'm a covenant child of God. And if I say what Jesus is saying, it is what God is saying. The devil that will stop it from happening has not been born. I say, receive your healing in the name of Jesus. I feel the fire now. How can you, because you are going through stuff, you momentarily forget that you are still an inspiration to many? Because a little problem. Jesus. That's why when you get to a place where you are so confused, you don't know what to do. Look for somebody that needs help. Reach out. You are still an inspiration. Don't let the devil tell you a lie. In the name of Jesus. Joy is a choice. That is, as many as we are today, everybody is qualified to win it. You are a winner! In the name of Jesus! What what with those who rejected me? They were occasions planned by the devil to make you feel bad about yourself. So number one, forgive yourself. Alright? Forgive them. Because resentment does not allow the choice of joy. Don't you ever get to a place where you begin to resent people. And that's why you should forgive. 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 Every time I see him, I'm, I'm anger will say, Holy Ghost, help me. Forgive. Let's go! Too many important things in your future than being tied down for the rest of your life. You know, forgiveness. Wow, I feel the fire. Do you know that because your face sympathizes with your mind, joy makes you more amiable, makes you more affable, makes you more pleasant, makes you more agreeable? People really just want to, they gravitate towards you. Can't you see? If you keep on thinking, that uncle abused me 25 years ago, the uncle has even forgotten. Ask the Holy Ghost to say, heal me and change off me in the name of Jesus. I forgive you, let him go. Let the king that God has preserved for you appear. Let, let the blessing of God begin to sweep you off your feet. Whatever that man did 25 years ago, he was used of the devil. But you, you are, now you are a master over the devil. He cannot stop you anymore. Why don't you stay in the place of sympathy? <laughs> so that they can pity me. You want pity? Me, I don't want pity. No, 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 no. I want blessings. Huh? 
Refuse to be bitter. You can always be better. Your future is better than that. So don't allow resentment. Had Abraham allowed resentment when Lot was misbehaving, Papa would have lost it all. Lot misbehaved with his men and everything. Papa said, let there be no strife. The guy took it for weakness. He had this guy. Papa said, look, choose where you want. Ah, you're not the one with the covenant. You're not the one with the promise. Your blessings are by proxy. You are now behaving like this. They said, choose where you want. And the guy said, eh. Here! And I can imagine this man. Yeah. And he too was going. And the man of Abraham was like, ah! Hey, yo. Father Abraham, oh, this man has killed us. Ah! He said, forget them. Choose joy. Choose forgiveness. As long as it's within your power, be at peace with all men. Don't be cantankerous. Don't be impossible. Before they walk some few steps, God said, stand up. So what are you doing sitting down? When I had one I spoke with, as far as your eyes can see, they were busy doing this. Go. He just stood up and looked. He saw the backs of their heads and he saw far beyond them. They were still going. By just looking, Abraham took it back. And they sat down. A few days later, war was going to finish them. Abraham didn't go to look for machineries. He said, guys, come. He finished the confederacy of armies. He went to rescue Lot and all his men. You know, God has a sense of humor. I can imagine when Abraham and his men were rescuing them. All those boys that were doing this too. Abraham they were hungry. They were hungry. God has a sense of humor. The very people who thought they had you where they wanted you. Joy always overcomes. You are a carrier of joy. It's time you began to understand who you are. You are not just in that marriage. You are an assignment. You are not just in, you just, you just don't have a calling. You are an assignment. I think you can make do with some laughter in your place of work. I think your life, your life can be spiced up with some smiles and laughter. If you want it, say I receive in Jesus' name. Suddenly you begin to look more beautiful than you've ever looked in your life. Let me see your smile. 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 Glory be to God. Some ministers of joy. In the name of Jesus. Let joy follow you up tonight. In the name of Jesus. Follow you to your office. The lives of your children. Joy. 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 <laughs> Let me announce to somebody here in the name of Jesus. The time has come that the moment you appear on the horizon, the moment you appear from a distance, people will begin to smile. In the name of Jesus. 
The force of favor will follow you anywhere you go. In the name of Jesus. All those who have been putting all kinds of lies and impediments on your path, they are coming to regret and repent. In the name of Jesus. But for yourself, get to understand. He whom the son has set free. Pastor, what when he gets so hard? Speaking, speaking tongues. After it's the fruit of the spirit. No wonder Paul says, I speak in tongues more than you all. So what will I do? I will speak in tongues. I will pray in the spirit. I will speak in tongues. I will pray by understanding. I will sing in the spirit. And I will sing with my understanding. No wonder you could say rejoice always. Again I say rejoice. <laughs> Glory be to God in the highest. So every trial is an invaluable opportunity for a glorious celebration. For a time of exceeding joy. I speak life into your health. Now, in the name of Jesus, a merry heart do it good like medicine. I say, I speak life and fulfillment to your days, to your lives. In the name of Jesus. Ah, after all, it is with joy that we draw water. I say, everywhere you have been bound, deliverances. In the name of Jesus. The men you don't know will seek you out to favor you. In the name of Jesus. Why? Because God has favored you. I think it calls for celebration. We know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, please contact us at the Founding of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries of Town Planning Way in Lupeju, Lagos. P.O. Box 698, Shemolu, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you and God bless you.